0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast.
1: And say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something that you're supposed to do, to
0: be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on t- Welcome in to this
2: Tuesday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady. I am back in the Clark Ford Studio from Omaha, Nebraska. Ole Miss, I'm sure you're aware by now, has won the national championship. Oh, really? So, well, yeah, apparently so. In what? Um, women's golf last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I heard that. And in baseball over the weekend, apparently. So uh, we'll put, kind of put a wrap on uh, on that. Let's talk a little uh, interesting uh, NIL stuff going on with Jade Rashad against yeah, Miami word. over the weekend. Interesting
3: the way you it. I mean, it. that's that's <laughs> a word. It fits. I mean. You're not wrong. not sure that's the word I'd use. Area but. team wins game when they win the title. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, but it's, uh,
2: it's okay. YouTube is telling me to
3: insert ads. I think
2: we're okay. I'm not going They've just... been doing that for yeah, a while. What are we
3: doing? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know what it is, I think? I think it's because we got over 5,000 finally. So thank you to everybody, by the way. No, we're
2: 10 away. It's no, 49.90, isn't it? Oh, really? I think we're past it. Oh, are we? Yeah, okay. I think so. That's Hold why
3: doing it. I'm about to find out. All right. I'm about to, yeah, we're at five thousand and sixteen subscribers. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Thank you to everybody who hit the like button. Yeah, Keep up, hitting the like apparently button. Apparently that opens some things up. I don't know. I haven't looked to see what that does, but it does something. And uh, uh thank you to all of you who have hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it. Um we'd like if you're not subscribing, hit the uh, hit the subscribe button. That would be uh that'd be really cool. If you want to be notified, hit the bell. But none of that cost you anything. But the likes and the subscribe, they help us. And so, if you like us, and if you're here at eight twenty-four in the morning, you at least don't have a great. You dis- don't hate us, at least. You don't hate us, so yeah. Um, hey, do that for us; we'd appreciate it.
2: So we'll do some wrap. Uh, sorry, first of that, let's pay some bills. Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Uh, Exxon Mobile app. Hope you have uh, have used that. If you're coming into town, if you're coming to town for the parade ceremony on a uh, Wednesday, you can uh, fill up on the way in or out of town. And when you uh, do that, you can uh, take a picture of the QR code. It'll open up the app automatically. 10 bucks off, 1,000 bonus points just for opening up the app and using it there at all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Lunch specials, five sixty 2 sides bread, 32-ounce drinks. And July 4th coming up, you know, we got rib specials. We'll talk about those as the week goes on. Slabs, plates, tons of different things there with the Oxford Exxon. So make that a part of your catering menu for 4th of July that is not far away. Again, compete from the Clark Ford Studio.
3: We are in the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can uh, shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that is hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll absolutely love the service. You'll love the product. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove it to you when you make the call 662 257 1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, a great place if you're coming in for the parade and all that stuff. Stop by Rafters. Uh, grab a burger, a po' boy, a beer, an appetizer, full bar. It's a fun place to hang out. Get out of the heat for a minute and uh, also don't forget rafters in new albany and then this weekend if you're hanging out on the water out at sardis stop by rafters on the water get a frozen margarita uh beers burgers the works all that stuff rafters on the water at sardis
2: then one uh this is gonna be final but one more thank you to the clearwater group to Corinth dental for all the help throughout the last week and a half for the college world series i guess it's almost two weeks now it's been going a while. Uh, Compressed schedule was nice. It did kill a little time there. But uh, really, thanks to those guys, been, uh, been friends of ours for a really long time and made that uh, possible without too much uh, worry and trouble over the last week and a half. Yeah, people ask about my logistics. I was just trying to not do anything stupid. I was moving around a lot because had Ole Miss not won, I was trying to get out of there as soon as possible, so I kept – Checking in and out of
3: places based it on wins. wasn't me being cheap. No, no, no. It oh, was, okay. it,
2: yeah, it was based on wins and losses. Is what we I saw were doing a couple there. people trying to
3: blame me, and I was like, <laughs> everything's my fault. Yeah,
2: he had no. I don't think Neil even knew my travel plans. Nevertheless, uh, told me anything to do with them. So uh, yeah, I was. Had Ole Miss not won the title, we would have been leaving at different times and different things. So that was the 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 goal there. So it was not monetary necessarily on why I was uh while I was doing uh. While I was doing that, because yeah, I mean, look, credit to all you guys. I mean, we've we've talked about this a ton, but the fan support, the number of people in Omaha, I don't, I don't know that I, I mean Neil had kind of a good line and ten thoughts for it. I don't really know exactly what to say about it because it was so extreme. um But you guys stayed up all night, drove all night, spent money, spent vacation budgets, all those different things. I mean, it was one hell of an environment, um and in, in, in every way, I mean the. I was sitting by, by by Eddie with Sooner Scoop for the finals, and uh, which I could sit by him every day. He was funny. Eddie's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and a couple of times he's just like, "What the hell is going on?" And it's like, I, "It's I hard don't, to explain." Yeah, I, I, I was like, "Let me." I, mean, I was like, "I'll give you the two minute version, and you can kind of see whatever, whatever." Because um, Oklahoma, I don't think they had a thousand people there. Right. I don't like somebody had told me they didn't sell their seven hundred ticket allotment that they just get from the College World Series. Um,
3: no sweat for the people in omaha they they they, got they were money. fine they were fine yeah no it was you know a couple things real quick hold yeah, that thought cuz right. i do want to get back to that thought cuz i yeah, think it's sure. interesting um first thanks to marine rebel he says we did it i can't still can't believe it a cried. a screamed. we really did the whole thing thank you for the super chat appreciate you and while we're thanking people um thanks to the college corner that ended up being a great it ended up being a great deal uh we started it I guess after game two of the Super Regional against Southern Miss, and I was kind of putting a bow on it yesterday with obviously an invoice and stuff. And and we did Auburn, Arkansas, 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 Oklahoma, Oklahoma in a very short period of time. Like just then when I – nobody knows what this means. I was going to the the scenes on the drag-down menu to go to the proper scene, and I almost hit preview show because that's what I was using – for the post-game show. I literally almost went there. I was like, no, no, that's not what we're doing. Because I've done more of those than we've done these. Sure. Over the last 10 days. But, yeah, it's all cool. So, we, my, my, my thought was, Oklahoma got a welcome to the SEC moment? You think so. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I don't think Oklahoma and I know they've played big football games. And I know they play the game against Texas every year at the State Fair and all that stuff and it's big. I get it. And I'm sure when they go to Iowa State, it's kind of rabbit or whatever. I don't think Oklahoma has any idea what LSU's like. What Ole Miss is like. In week
2: on week on week. Yeah. Not the hey, the one time this right. year you're going to see yeah. whatever. But I mean, you're going to go to Kentucky
3: and it's going to be a
1: it's going to be a, you better better be
3: show ge- up. They're going to be geeked up. Yeah, you're going to go to Mississippi State and they're going to be ringing the bells and you're going to go to wherever. I mean, when when Oklahoma shows up at, at Arkansas, it's going to be a big deal. When when Oklahoma shows up at Ole Miss, it's going to be a big deal. When Oklahoma shows up at LSU, they're going to be out there going, okay, we want to show you what we're all about.
2: I'll tell you something that's interesting along those lines and it's not fan related, but we were talking to some Oklahoma media, some Oklahoma admin kind of people and, and things along those lines, I guess prior to game one, and they're a little concerned about facilities and amenities and some of those things related to the SEC from a from a function standpoint they're apparently their press box has not been updated in a really really long time it would be one of the the weaker ones in the SEC they don't have even some like photo areas under the stadium that are necessary for the way the SEC operates on a game day that they've they have they basically have 2 years before they get in the league or whenever it's going to be to update things to even an SEC level from mm-hmm. a media logistics standpoint, because that's never been an emphasis before, and it's something I never even thought about. I just assumed they had really great facilities because they're Oklahoma, and they don't. No, um, they said that they they're they're behind in a lot of ways that aren't necessarily known or obvious to a lot of people that
3: they have a lot of things to do prior to uh. Well, you, I did that show on the days completely run together. I think it was Friday. It was before the the final started with um, Carrie. Mm Murdoch, and he was talking about how you know Oklahoma football kind of wants a couple of years. That at first, it was like, yeah, let's get in. And the more that they've evaluated where they are compared to the rest of the league, they're like, you know what? Let's take our time. Let's do this right. Let's slow down. Kerry thinks it's 2025 before Texas and OU join the league. And he thinks at this point, that's what they want. Even though they know they're leaving a ton of money on the table, they don't want to be embarrassed. If they need that level of... need some time. to Not only build a roster, but build infrastructure and knowing that stuff's coming. I'm going to hazard a guess that there's more Florida and LSU media than there are Iowa State and Texas Tech media. I'm just sure. going to guess. And more fans and more everything.
2: I think Oklahoma at this thing, and in, in, in Norman and Oklahoma City are six and a half, seven hours from Omaha. They said. I mean, I, I haven't driven it, but that's what I heard.
3: That sounds about right.
2: So, uh, Eddie lives in Oklahoma City, and he said it took him about six forty-five, seven, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, I guess they brought by the championship. They brought, I don't know, five, six, seven media members. But early in the week, it was like two. Um, I don't even think a couple. Oh, some of the larger papers in in Norm and in, in Oklahoma, sorry, did yeah. not send anybody early in the early in the week. He said he th- I mean, he said it's just that. Baseball is a clear number four at Oklahoma from a fan standpoint because, because of, of what softball has right. done. Um and frankly, they now look—it was a home series essentially, so it doesn't really count. But they were spending a lot of time at the the, the women's college roll series. Yeah, well, explain.
3: it wasn't a budget buster. Just drive twenty drove, min- drive yeah. <laughs> twenty minutes <laughs> and back yeah. home.
2: Yeah, you're yeah. you're in your house at that point. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this. The fan stuff, because, look, I mean, we we could kind of rattle on and on. And I've already – I talked about this with Neil in the post-game show. We've got a podcast from the road with Ben Garrett yesterday you can listen to. Um, the last half is a lot of really significant baseball talk. Um, so, the last half. Um, what about the first half? The last half is a lot of really good baseball talk. Uh it's a cleansing for Ole Miss, and in, in so many different ways. Because I, I, I kind of got the same thing. You know, we we, we talked about this, and I'm just, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, yeah, quick aside there. Where are we with the debut guy?
3: We have exchanged DMs, but that's as far as we've gotten. Okay, I need to
2: send you a cell number. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, I don't have a. Cell yeah, number. I got Calvin Harris's dad text me about it last night. Okay, so we are we are negotiating and getting this done currently. I will I will follow up with uh, with that, but. I kept getting asked, what was it like? What was whatever? And obviously, I'm not the team. I'm not coaches. I wasn't feeling the same they they were feeling. But it is still kind of hard to process in the moment. Like, I don't, like, you're watching all this stuff, and you're trying to pick out, okay, as a media member, as somebody who has to bring color back to you guys, hey, what am I looking at? What am I remembering? What am I trying to do here? What is the goal as I'm kind of scanning the place? And as I said right after, and I said now, it just comes back to people so much. I mean, it, that, that's it. I mean, it, it, and it's everybody from a people standpoint. It's coaches. It's players. It's fans. It's, it's it's the family of coaches. I mean, I mentioned this yesterday that I think we always talk about, hey, Mike misses things. Mike misses things. Mike misses things. Well, his kids miss their dad. It goes both ways. Yeah, sure. Drew Bianco is sitting there on the field hugging his dad after he wins a national championship yesterday. He's missed a lot of stuff from his dad, not just the other way around. Of course, I mean, there's, his dad missed a bunch of his games. There's so many people things in this.
3: No, I thought that was one of the coolest scenes on the on the field. Was the family thing? Um, I mean, come on, that's twenty five years. I mean, the making, I mean, that's that's it, what you. The older you get, Mike and I are about the same age. He's fifty five. I mean, he's a little older than me. But you get to this point. I mean, I'm fifty two. And like, what matters to me? Family. What about after family? That's about it. I mean, I care about other stuff. I put a lot of pride in my work and those kind of things. But what do I care? About? What? 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 What motivates me at this point in my life? Family. And that's. I, I, I'm, that was the first thing he thought of. Yes, when on Sunday when he won that title, I guarantee you was what his family has been through.
2: Over the years, run.
3: and this spring, I mean,
2: it's not just his life goal; it's been his family's life. Yeah, and and what was the coming? Sacrifices. What was
3: coming four weeks ago was going to affect more than just him. It's the damnedest thing ever. I mean, it,
2: it, it's it's just it's insane. Because yeah, he he celebrates with his team quickly, and then he finds Cammy and Drew and Ben and Sam and Catherine. I don't think Michael Jr. was there, right? And it it's cool. I mean. Curious, I don't think change is the right word, but I am kind of curious, without knowing the right word, how he changes moving forward. He
3: probably doesn't know
2: yet. Yeah, this takes any type of edge off. And I don't mean like way he handles people, just in general. Because, like I said, he's a better coach now than he was a decade ago. Sure. He's learned people better. Sure. He's adapted to, hey, I really have to coach different people different ways and pick my spots. I can't just yell and scream every day. I can't just glad hand every day. I've got to really figure out what today's goal is. I mean, he talked about that a lot, that when he shows up at the park every day, it's okay. What's the what's the structure of today? How do I need to be? And how do I present to them what they need today? And then we get tomorrow, we'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you're being authentic, but at the same time, there are tones and challenges and ways that you sure. you, you, you do that. And I think that's what he has gotten so much better at from uh, from that point. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he look, he was loose this whole postseason. He was. he. Other than it's a couple in-game things on Wednesday, it was the loosest he's ever been in his coaching and just how he's responded and acted toward people in his entire career.
3: You know, I taped with Peyton Chatenay last night. It's up, by the way. It's yeah. in podcast form. It's up at, at YouTube as well. Uh Episode twelve, the finale with with Peyton. Peyton talked about how they got a little tight, kind of that Wednesday Thursday. Mm-hmm. They were all cheering for Auburn. They admitted it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Auburn wasn't beating them twice. No, and they knew that Arkansas could, and they knew basically but that's he, been a gorilla. I basically, mean, yeah. what I wrote. Well, not even that. I mean, basically, he he talked about how no one was kidding themselves. He knew they were going to answer the bell, and that there was pressure. I mean, I think they thought Auburn could beat Arkansas, they'll be, you know, hey, we won two, we're happy, get smoked on Wednesday and be done with this. You know, and it didn't happen like that. And there was a moment there. There was some dread. And he talked about how Wednesday night he could barely sleep. He just wanted to go ahead and play. So there was a moment of tightness. But, God, that story needed a moment of tightness. Otherwise, it's a Disney movie.
2: It wasn't even a movie.
3: There's no, there's, no, there's no adversity in the last one. Yeah, okay, I mean, great. it's like.
2: Hey, what happened in the climactic part? I don't know. They beat the hell out of everybody to nothing. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, cool. Well, I mean, I've said this enough times now that it's being I mean, It's Iceland
2: hockey if the Mighty Ducks don't show up. I, mean, I still remain shocked
3: that Elko didn't hit a home run in the eighth <laughs> inning. Stunned.
2: <laughs> you just kind of looked at it when I hit. Oh, I mean, I literally,
3: literally was watching his at-bat going, he's going to hit one 480 feet <laughs> right here. <laughs> Miss pitch. And then it didn't happen. I, I will up. say this:
2: His ground ball was really important. It moved that thing to third right there. That is yeah. an underrated at bat. He had two underrated at bats in that game. That one, and then that eleven-pitched bat earlier in it that extended Horton's pitch count up when he was just cruising. Yeah, and he ends up getting out on a pretty close call on a full count. But that was that was very significant right there. That was a, that was a big deal. So, I, I forgot to mention this. If you are listening to this podcast, uh. We uh, we have changed some things up, announcement of that coming soon, but you need to switch Spotify accounts. We are still on Spotify. However, there is a new Spotify account, Search MPW Digital. I think it will have Blue Wire as the network under it, but find this one. So change your Spotify account if you're on Spotify. I know that some people are struggling with that. I got a text from Brian about it a few minutes ago. That's what you need to do. You need to just go to Spotify, search. You'll find it. Slick over, subscribe on that Spotify account. If you're an Apple user, you're good. No problems. You're you're all good as you are. Well,
3: what about the people who use Podbean?
2: Uh, they it, that's well, they're using Spotify through Podbean, okay. so it, that gotcha. is a Spotify. thing. Gotcha. Yeah, we have a very small. I mean, when I say very small, thirty people who use it through straight Podbean. Well, sorry, we'll figure it out. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I know I'm ruining your day a little bit, but it is what it is. So. If you're one of those thirty
3: people you need to subscribe.
2: Spotify, Apple. Right. Wherever your you find your 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 podcast, yeah, that's the goal there. So just do that. Sorry, quick aside. We're probably
3: announcing that. this sometime next week, probably is my guess. Yeah, it's not on our side,
2: so I don't know. Yeah. It's not our call. Um Got but it. yes, I do believe that is uh that is uh that is there. Yeah, see so Doors are all saying they're not, yeah, sorry. Find the other one that's there. And actually, if you wouldn't mind, do it while we're on the show and tell me it worked. I would appreciate that. That would not, be awesome. If not, I need to know so I can
3: We can communicate with
2: Yeah, I need I, that way I can get you guys a link and then and then put it uh put it in the other spot. So there's your homework doors rules. Yeah. Well checks in the mail. Yeah. Um No, and just I mean I wrote about it. It everybody kind of did something. I mean, this was a team that just it. They didn't, you know, other than Jacob Gonzalez in the six, won the game there late with small ball. I mean, they got a couple hits. They ran Horton. I understand why Skip Johnson went to his All-American
3: closer. He sure. did not
2: make the wrong call no, there. I know it blew go,
3: up, but that was the right move. About to go fourth time through the lineup, yeah. and McCants had just hit a ball that just missed him. I mean, McCants almost took his head off. Yeah. And he'd thrown 100-and-something pitches in the heat. He was tired.
2: He did not want Bench, Gonzalez, and Elko back to see him a fourth time right there. Go to your closer, who has done a hell of a job, and – oh, we're good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, Go, go to your closer, and then ah, – the first one was a cross-up. The second one, I don't know what happened. I mean – in both games against Ole Miss, Oklahoma catcher Jimmy Crooks just couldn't catch the baseball. I, I think he's been pretty good all year. I don't think that was a liability for him. I think it was fan related. I, I do think too. They got freaked out.
3: I do too. Because
2: um, the more I thought about it, that game one press conference when they got up there and they said all these things, and I went, they're trying to convince themselves right now. Mm-hmm. They're rattled and going. It wasn't trash hell.
3: talk. It was they were trying to tell each other, "Hey, we're okay. We can handle this," but they couldn't hear. Like Peyton told me after the show, I asked him, I said, I didn't want to do this on the show because I was just curious, when you went through the wall like that, what happened? You know, remember that play where he just goes crashing through? Yeah, Google? yeah, yeah. And he said that normally in those situations, Dunhurst would be yelling, wall, wall, out, wall. out, yeah, out, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the ball's out. You're not going to get there. Chill. Yeah. And Peyton says, I never heard him say that. So I'm- and so I just kept going. And he goes, we got in the dugout. And Hayden was like, bro, did you not hear me? Yo, out, out, out. And oh, really? Like, yeah. He goes, no, I couldn't hear anything. So it's kind of what I wrote in 10 Thoughts. Turns out I was right. Like, um, And that's just in the middle of a play. Yeah, Kyle, the the broadcaster for... Uh, Kyle yes, Peterson. Peterson, yeah. I want to say Hamilton for some reason. Kyle Peterson said, this is like Swayze. And I was like, respectfully, no, this was two Swayzes. Yeah. which we've football ne- stadium. We've never is. experienced two Swayzes. Yeah. And there's a difference between 25,000 and 13,000. There just is. Yeah. It's loud. It's...
2: And the way the stadiums, but they're kind of on you. I mean, it, yeah, I mean Oklahoma. Oklahoma had no fans there. It was all against them. They couldn't hear. It was chaotic. Yeah. It was they could never calm down. There was in, in pressure moments, even in the first game early on when Ole Miss is kind of rolling, they're freaking out and throwing wild pitches
3: and all over the place. And well, you know, football teams practice with crowd noise. Yeah, to acclimate themselves for hey, we're going to go to Baton Rouge and we can talk what we want to talk. But it's going to get loud. Yeah. Um Baseball teams don't practice with crowd noise because you don't think, hey, let's go acclimate for what's gonna No. How could you have prepared for that? hmm If Skip Johnson might do it the next time if he gets there, but they might I mean only if he's playing Ole Miss or Arkansas, but yeah or LSU. Yeah, I mean, jeez.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're local underwriting and understands your market in condo financing, the floating option, and more. You can find Jason at six six two, two three four two seven zero four, or J L O W E at
3: M T G dot com. While I'm doing this, you might want to answer a few people in the thread that are having a hard time finding it. Sure. Uh, we're also brought to you by Halkom Portable Buildings seventy nine ninety one Halkom uh, in in Halkom Mississippi. It's uh, they at Halkom they custom build your building to your specifications. However, you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, and the doors, and Hawkeye Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery, and set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to hawkeyebuildings.com. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. uh, They're still celebrating the championship at Dead Soxie. Get 35% off by using the promo code REBELGROVE. Go look for the beer shower socks. They've got some other uh, kind of Ole Miss specific socks. You just look in the in the the team. I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember exactly where you go, but you'll find it on the site. I found it before. It's easy to find. Deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove, and get 35% off from the people at DeadSoxy. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients keep you in the game and ready for the next place. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I know that Clay McNutt was in uh, Omaha over the weekend. I think he was heading back yesterday, getting back to it at ACS. Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. ACS is a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service Fiber optic cabling solution provider. You can reach them at acsllcms.com or call 662 601 4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Laman's 1126 North Lamar Boulevard has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Laman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at Jewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast was brought to
2: you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com on White Oak Lane just off Molly Bar in Oxford. Today uh, is another Tasting Tuesday. Remember, 11 to 3, June through August. To celebrate summer, they'll have one house cheese, one house condiment available to sample each Tuesday. Come back week after week to try new options Again, yeah, that's 1503B, White Oak Lane in Oxford. So you can stop in, see other things while they're there. They make all their cheeses locally in-house every single day. Also have a great lunch menu. It's available through Fetch Delivery and much more. So Instagram, Johnston Hill Creamery to see pictures of their newest creations or call 662-419-9201. Okay, so I sent an email. We'll get an answer to that, get that to you as soon as possible for uh, for that link. I. And probably find it myself, but I'm having a hard time doing that while we're uh, talking. So I'll do it when we uh, when we get done. But nonetheless. at um,
3: Talking and downloading and emailing at the same it, time. Yeah, as it, it, it's, as it's, I discovered on Sunday night, that is really hard. It's a bit of a problem. I mentioned this briefly
2: yesterday. You and I might have talked about it, but it stayed on my mind. So I'm going to go here for 30 seconds then we'll move on. He's a little bit convergent. I don't know that I even necessarily like him personally. When I've dealt with him, but I feel really bad for Dave Van Horn today. Like there's something about. Yesterday was the four year anniversary since the drop pop up, mm-hmm. and everybody was kind of talking about it on, in baseball Twitter. I was seeing it all over the place, and he's kind of become the bad luck guy in a way. I mean, talking about a guy that's been there twenty years now; they're perennially good. It is so hard to win the damn
3: thing. That's
2: that's the story, and he's. He's 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 quickly becoming the new Mike Martin, who makes Omaha nonstop and just can't quite win it for whatever reason. And frankly, he has more resources than Martin had at
3: Florida had at Florida State. He's it, now a dropped pop fly and a Dylan Delucia masterpiece away from having because we both believe they master- would have won it had they gotten there. Yeah, Peyton does too, by the way. Did he? Yeah,
2: he thought the Arkansas Ole Miss he, winner was
3: winning it. He said he kind of thought it that day.
2: yeah, I almost kind of want to go back and watch their body language at the end of that game. Now, I, I was busy, and I wasn't really paying attention.
3: Yeah, I think, I think both teams deep down thought that. No disrespect to Oklahoma, but... You know, I've, I've written this, and I'm, I'm almost hesitant to do it because people throw the Arkansas thing at me, which gets really old, by the way. Um, I've covered the league for a while, even before my kids went there, so I, I, I'm familiar with who they are as a program. You knew they were going... Because of who they are and their DNA and their talent, you knew they were going to show up. The Ole Miss crowd wasn't going to impact the Arkansas kids. No, of course not. They've played in front of those kinds of crowds. They've been to Oxford. They've played Oxford. Ole Miss and Fayetteville. Well, and they would have had a big crowd too. It right. Was, yeah, but but even a, yeah, I mean yeah, you could yeah, have yeah. put them in the Saturday environment and the Sunday environment and they would have handled it better than Oklahoma. Right. Right? Yeah, sure. Because they played in this league. They've played at box. They've played at Duty Noble, they've played at at, at Swayze. They, yeah, they, it's gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right when they play at their place. It gets loud. Yeah. They're used to that. Ole Miss was not gonna get freaked out by crowd. Yeah, Oklahoma got freaked out by the crowd. I mean, I, I won't use the words that a couple of people I've talked to have used. But oh, really? Yeah.
2: I mean, well, even before the game, they kind of are looking around and like they almost psyched themselves out a little bit. Like I felt like before the game, you're watching Oklahoma and they're watching everybody else.
3: And kind of the, the moment was big for them. That shortstop's a hell of a player, and he looked like he was about to wet his pants. He was terrible all weekend. Awful. It was too much. Right. And dude is a great. He's player. an all-American. Look at his numbers. Awful. Look at his performance in the previous games, and then look at that and tell me that you don't think the atmosphere impacted him. Of course it did. And I'm not faulting him. He's a young guy. He'll be better the next time. I mean, he's a talented player. Sure. You don't put those numbers up unless you're a stud. Yeah. Sure. Period. But yeah, I think. I mean, you go back and look at his last few years. the 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 fly balls, the balls in the air to, in 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 play to win the national championship, and you don't. Then you have, uh, I guess, the COVID year. No, you had something else. Yeah, it went to the. That's the year they beat. I don't know. They had the COVID year. Where they, they lost
2: were, to Oregon State in eighteen, and they've been to the World Series in nineteen. And was they go last? No, they got beat by NC State, no.
3: the best team in the country, and lost. NC State got super yeah. hot and beat them with cops, and then this year, but. This year's a little different. Like, I don't think Van Horn's losing as much sleep this time. This team was not as good as those two teams. The team that played Oregon State, that beat Ole Miss, and the team that um, last year that lost to NC State in the Super Regional, those were better teams than this team.
2: But – your frustration on this this season is because situational that you were that close and you were two runs away from Ole Miss and then you win it. That's why you're upset this year, not because oh we had this powerhouse roster that had to win right now. Yeah, I mean their ace wasn't even on the freaking field. I mean Peyton right. Pellett's been out all year. Right. So yeah, I mean because Van Horn, he was he was look he wasn't fine, but he had, he he was proud of where his guys had gotten at the end of that College World Series when it was over. That was his press conference message to. Them is just kind of hey, we. You and I've talked about okay. this before.
3: I know the fan bases don't like one another and yeah. the social media and stuff, but the two programs there's there's not a lot of difference in them. Very similar. They both play the game the right way. They don't do all that bat flippy stuff. They don't do a lot of trash talking. They're but,
2: a, they're virtually the same program, and Mike's a little better, a, bit of, a little better promoter.
3: That's it, and that's. Dave's not as comfortable with that aspect of of the, but of they've the both game. built incredible like game day environments and I mean they're you could do a lot worse than having one of those guys run in your program. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Tim Corbin tweeted at Mike, congratulations.
3: Saw that. Um, oh, I bet Mike's phone has rung. I bet I bet fifty D one coaches have called. I would be curious to know what his texts are
2: like. I know at some point Saturday, Carl told me he had 411 unread. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd from be people in the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just he had replied to me and he goes, he said something about he goes, I got 411. I haven't opened yet. And I'm kind of Mike's. God knows. I mean, oh, we're a
0: thousand. thousand.
2: Yeah, to the um, point where it would die with battery. You just have to plug it up and leave it alone and go through them when you can. Right. Um. I wouldn't – I mean, we're kind of all over the place, and it's fine today because it's kind of a decompressed day for me a little bit. I wouldn't want to – I don't think he's a bad guy. Kendall speaks really highly of him. I wouldn't want to cover Skip Johnson every day. Mm -mm. He's got a gruff, kind of almost odd mentality to him that I don't feel like lends well to the day-to-day of baseball. He's always – he was –
3: he was pissy all weekend. The junior college kinda, coach in him hasn't left him. Yeah, he was just he still has, pissy. Yeah. He was.
2: He came in Saturday night. and He was mad about the mound. He like kept going on and on about the mound being like the 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 weight on the mound being messed up. And it's like, what do you mean? I mean, look, was Mike being a little particular? Sure, but he also didn't want Josh Malletts to twist an ankle on a mound because he didn't go out there and say something to him. There was a hole in the mound. Right. I mean, Mike is nothing if not thorough. So, And Johnson came in, and I I forget what statement he used, but he walked over to Kendall, and he was like, something like, what is that? And he he, he likened it to goat roping and a rodeo and cattle something. Uh He had some quote about something, and it was essentially like, hey, that was a screwing up a one-car funeral, basically is what he was saying. And I'm like,
3: okay, but...
2: That what you just got to be ten to three, bud. That wasn't that wasn't what did it. That wasn't that was, a, yeah,
3: yeah. And then, but he kind of lost his composure. It all got to him a little bit. Look, they were a good team. I mean, they won the they won the Big Twelve Conference Championship. They went to Florida and won. They went to Blacksburg and won. They got in the winners bracket and, and cruised through the winners bracket. Actually, in in Omaha, it just.
2: That was the dumbest thing Skip did. And now, look, I didn't hear his press conference other than read the quotes because we were out on the field. He and he even had a couple of comments about that. Like, a couple came in and he he was leaving. He goes, "Where y'all been?" And he was like, kind of whatever. Like, yeah, like shut up, yeah. And but he he had a quote where he was talking about that play in the sixth, and he said, "If we're gonna just let computers decide the game, I'll go fishing." And it's like, they, I, I I get you're frustrated. I understand it. I, I get it. But a they keep listening after 10 minutes, JM. Um, they, they got it right by the rule of the, the letter of the law, it was mm-hmm. the correct call. Now, does the rule need to be modified? Probably. I don't think the rule, though, so like in the essence, baseline rule, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I don't think the rule, in essence, is bad. What I don't like if what I would do, and nobody's asking me, and that's fine, but my opinion is. I would keep everything at first base as is. I actually understand and While you can have situations that impact it really poorly... I like the essence of what they try to do at the base. I would like for them, and I get this could create more problems... I wish they would give umpires discretion to place runners. Yeah. Because the runner scoring from third yesterday was not impacted in any way by what was happening at first base. He was scoring no matter what. Now look... From that standpoint, it was the right call. The rule was correct, but Ole Miss called a break that that was the rule because Ole Miss would have been, I mean Oklahoma would have been up one nothing right, right there. Um So I wish they would give umpires the ability to move runners around situationally. On that standpoint, now that again, I creates a whole other ball of wax. But um,
3: or you just don't run in the baseline.
2: Well, there is that. Just stay outside
3: and because if you're just. If he's just a foot over to the right, the throw is still errant, and you're fine. But when you run in the baseline and you impede the first baseman's ability to catch the ball, it's interference. And interference requires that everybody go back in the same way that it's a dead ball in the same way that if a ball, a a batted ball hits a base runner batters out, batters out, I mean, the runners out and everybody goes back to where they
0: were.
3: Such as life. I don't know. Those I mean. are the rules. <laughs> Games have weird rules. Yeah.
2: So him saying computers decided the game. That's no, ridiculous. No. Hit.
3: No. I mean, they got it right. And I thought they got the other one right where the kid for Oklahoma kind of maybe sort of leaned in. But there wasn't enough there. I went back and read the rule.
2: It's another rule that's kind of dumb. It was the right call because he made an action to get out of the way with his front leg. But by doing that, he moved his back leg into the ball. So, yes, he did lean into the ball, but not
3: with the front of his body. But it like, wasn't it wasn't deliberate. Yeah, it's a weird... You don't have, like, four seconds while the ball's coming to figure <laughs> out, hey, okay, here's what I'm doing. No, it, it's kind of instantaneous, and he was... He made an effort. He had a
2: poor reflex. He yes. did, but
3: he had an effort to move. You know, Bryce Harper got his thumb broken the other day because he couldn't get out of the way of a ball. I mean, it, it is difficult when the ball is coming very hard. bearing in on you to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, they got that right. All these people are like, oh, that's so bad. No, it wasn't. It was the right call. There was not enough there. If you were looking at the replay, there was not enough there to overturn the call on the field.
2: He kind of did this, and when you turn out...
3: Your one part turns in, yeah, but I there mean, was no physics. there there was no you could not prove looking at the replay that he attempted to get hit you would have had
2: a better your better argument would have been the ball was over the plate and he went over the plate right, and even then I don't i mean maybe, but yeah, eh. I thought they got it right. The strike zones were horrid.
3: The actual umpiring outside of the strike zones were pretty good all week. It's the one thing. This is the first year that I've watched this much college baseball, yeah. and you and I have had this conversation. Yeah, It's got to get fixed. It's awful. If you want to make it a more watchable sport, Chase, it's got to get fixed. Not good. It's, It's beyond awful. And on the biggest stage, when guys are missing that badly, like, look, we can do this about Delucia and and, and uh, what's the kid for Arkansas? Noland. Noland. They both benefit. I mean, that was two to nothing, and in large part because the strike zone was as big as the state of Nebraska. I mean, that that was. You start giving
2: those two dudes three to six off the plate, and, I mean, hell. What do you when know? they start taking
3: it. Yeah. When the catcher <laughs> sets up <laughs> nine inches off the plate, and it hits the mid- It hits the mitt. That doesn't mean it's a strike. <laughs> you can see where, as an umpire, he's setting up outside of the. You've got to know the zone. The zone cannot be that wide. And there's a mechanics issue
2: to it, because so many umpires set up over the inside shoulder. Yeah. And they miss the outside part of the plate because of it. They're guessing outside because they set up inside off the off the off the shoulder. It yeah, it was. There was some big strike zones, up, down, in, out. I mean, it was. Massive. It was easy to pitch at times because well, you're it, getting that. Saturday, and
3: that was a big. Sunday, it was a big zone. It was. Big zone. Man. Because, look, man. if you're a hitter, if you're a hitter and they're going to give you the low strike and the strike up at your letters, it's you, you don't have much. And, look, and I'm proud of you guys as a fan base because you. You. it
2: was a pretty obviously important game when Ole Miss could clinched the national title you didn't freak out when Cade Horton was just striking everybody out because Cade Horton is a freaking beast yeah he was those track man numbers that he was rolling up there yeah he was that cat was 97 98 with the fastball and then the slider was 7 to 9 inches of break at 91 yeah I, what the hell are you
3: supposed to do i mean i can it- tell you what major league baseball teams were think- thinking sign me up
2: because I had Muppet walk over to me and go, hey, he's got a 5 ERA. How is that? I'm like, "Tommy John guy. It took a while. Didn't even have that slaughter like this until three, four weeks ago. There's a story in The Athletic about it. I mean, it's – it's he was as good as anything I've seen all year. I mean, he was fantastic. Um, and that's what the credit the Ole Miss, they ran pitch counts up. It, it gets overshadowed by the late heroics. But Hunter Elliott was fantastic on what Sunday.
3: I, I wrote about fantastic. it in 10 thoughts. You don't win that game with an average pitching outing. I mean,
2: Elliott had as much – Delusia was the most outstanding player, and Hunter was number two. Yes. He beat Arkansas and Oklahoma. Yes. With his outings.
3: Yes. Those were the two guys that won the the College World Series, if you want to just put it on two people. Yeah.
2: Two dudes who were not in the starting rotation at the beginning of the year. Hunter Elliott, who didn't even throw against
3: Carolina in the middle of April. They figured it out just in time. I mean.
2: When you say just in time. Razor thin.
3: (laughs) crazy, man. (laughs) I know.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy. Their their med packs are becoming increasingly popular, especially for those helping their parents manage their medications. You know what we're talking about. Med packs are basically monthly pill planners that are prepackaged by the pharmacy by date and time, each morning pouch followed by an evening pouch, and so on. The goes uh, guys over at Tyson Drugs have been offering med packs for over a decade. Now they're available in the Oxford community as well through G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar. Give them a call today. To get started again that's
3: 662-236-2222 here fairly soon we're going to be getting back into our thursday night shows Be a couple few weeks still but we'll get back into them pretty quickly almost here yeah don't say it out loud don't say it out loud i'm not ready for that all right go ahead sorry Uh when we do those will be brought to you by comer heating and air southern air conditioning and heating different names same great products and services if you live in oxford tupelo surrounding area call comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Again, we did all of those MPW Digital post game shows. They were brought to you by the College Corner. They're your one, shop, one stop rebel shop, I should say. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. They've got all the national championship gear up. I know a lot of you have bought it. Uh, Scott's been on the board talking about trying to restock and all those things, so we really appreciate that. I know they do too. They've got you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment Management, sorry, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle Investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M Y P I N N Wealth dot com. Also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're planning a a summer trip still, get in touch with John. He can help you create a special trip that will make a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And if you're coming into town uh, for Wednesday for the parade or just coming in this weekend to hang out in Oxford, stop by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford.
2: Podcasts brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Five different flavors offered to you that are shipped directly to your door, and then you pop them in the freezer. Less than 10 minutes freezer to plate to have restaurant-quality shrimp when you need it. They've got their uh, their signature Seasoning, which is uh, my favorite, goes with a little bit of everything. It's an all all-purpose. The Louisiana boil, which is a little uh, spicier option. The French quarter Alfredo, you throw over rice or pasta or whatever you want. That works for the garlic herb butter as well. And then the simply shrimp, it is uh, unseasoned. It's great for kids, people with more of a discerning palate. Do with it what you will. So that's prime shrimp, prime Remember with code MPW, get twenty dollars off your first order. Yeah, you know Elliot. He was fantastic. He's in line to be the ace next season. I mean, I would definitely assume Dylan delusia is gone now. Um, yeah. I don't know why in the world you would come back. I mean, I did laugh. I said, as they keep winning games, their team next year is getting worse by the minute. But uh, that's be alright. It's a good trade off. Um, I would holiday. expect. I would expect Delusha, Brandon Johnson, um, McCants, Bench, and Kevin Graham. Gone next year. Um, of the guys who have eligibility remaining. Yeah,
3: I can't make a case for any of them to return.
2: Because a couple of them are COVID seniors coming back. I mean, it it just doesn't.
3: Well, if you're Brandon, throwing the way you're throwing right now, go make money.
2: Because again, we were all kind of in a different mode. Good God, yesterday, yeah, it was really good in the mean...
3: ninth inning. You're throwing like that. You need to go. Make I mean, money. they
2: couldn't touch him. No. It was
3: no. He was electric.
2: I mean, I actually want to pull up Creighton. Creighton did an outstanding job sending their analytics
3: team to handle all that. I was going to tell you, Creighton had a radio team uh-huh. that worked. Work, they used them on Sirius XM. Oh, really? They were fantastic. Well, they really, they really were calling games on teams they'd never seen. before. They did the whole, thing. did all the games. Oh, huh. really? Yeah. Creighton good. is technically the host of the event. Creighton hosts the event. Well, their their broadcast crew. Did the game. They were really good. Huh. I mean, had personality and everything. I was blown away.
2: I still I, – I know why they do it, and it, it, I'm sure it's a positive way more than a negative because I saw their actual field, which is horrid. But I still can't get over how empty and cavernous that place must be for a Creighton baseball game with, mm. like, 50 people in the stands. No. I don't even think you'd be able to hear the fans because of the way it's built and shaped. And
3: like, I wonder what it's like for like the restaurant owners in Omaha this week. I guess they're exhaling a little bit. Yeah. Apparently they have two things a
2: year that are like this. They get this and then Warren Buffett still does conventions there. Oh, okay. And like, that's the two times they're raring to go. Here we go. And almost finished the shots at 18,000 and change, I think is where it ended up yeah. at something like that. Um, that was really cool. That place to send again, a lot of money to the pantry. A yeah, lot
3: they did of the, money pantry the pantry here, and they did the pantry at, at Fayetteville. Correct. Yeah,
2: yes. the ones on campus. Yeah, um, for uh, for both of them. Yeah, it. <sighs> I mean, great marketing. They did a great. I mean, yeah. I, look, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Omaha is the perfect place for that event for multiple reasons. It is kind of the perfect size in a way. Any, you know, a much bigger city, and it doesn't really have a charm to it. Sure, but then much smaller, and it's not big enough to handle it. It's 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 kind of been crazy since it's been there since 1950 when it wasn't understood this is what they would need 70 years later. Right, but it's worked out perfectly, and maybe it's melted to the event in a way. I don't know how that's happened from logistic standpoint, but that downtown Old Market area back to the stadium is the perfect spot for the hub of the College World Series. They embrace it like, if you haven't been, it's hard to explain, go next time Ole Miss is there. And if you have, you get it now after the weekend. I mean, it's every single restaurant. It's every single shop. It's that entire city becomes college football, I mean, college baseball carnival for two weeks yeah. in a way that is hard to, kind of a hard to explain. Every... Every place there has some sort of theme going on for the College World Series.
3: Um, I was reading the, I guess the Omaha, is what's called the Omaha World Herald or whatever. That's
2: correct, yes. And
3: they were talking about how they kind of feel like the event has finally hit its stride. Oh, really? Yeah. That it feels like it's figured itself out.
2: Do you feel like that because the teams were big names and big crowds? We're
3: talking about last year, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I think they would sign up for a Mississippi school every year.
2: They're so team-dependent because you could get eight other teams and get sleepy for But a you're going
3: to get four SEC teams every year. Good point. They're not all losing. I mean, you're going to get four SEC teams and maybe five every year. And when Texas and Oklahoma join, well, you Well, it was Tennessee seven.
2: winning from seven of eight being a current or a future SEC member. Yeah. With Stanford being the one lone. So
3: that's what you're going to get. You get that. You're in. I mean, with LSU goes to the College World Series next year, they're going to take – a lot of people, as many people as they can. Yeah, I mean, and they'll be a contender. If Ole Miss goes back, they'll still take another twenty thousand. If Arkansas goes back, they're still going to take another twenty thousand. I'm not willing to bet against any of those teams. If Tennessee gets there next year, they'll take everyone. They will. So, I mean, the odds of that—the odds of some of those things happening—hundred percent. If I offered you those four teams, and I said. You get them as a pool, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee. Sure. If one of them makes the tournament, you win your money. You go on them or the field? Them. I'm getting one of those four. All I got to do is get one of those four. Sign me up. I'll bet whatever. You would? Yeah. LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, if one gets yeah, in, yeah, I win? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I sure. mean, I'm, sign me up. I'm in.
2: Yeah, LSU adding Christian Little from Vanderbilt and Tommy White from North Carolina State in the last week. They've got some NIL stuff going on in Baton Rouge right now for the baseball program. I, I, I mean, we may have talked about this, we may not. I, I, I love Christian Little
3: a ton. I do too. I mean, I, I think
2: that's he gets developed, and that's that's a problem. Um, I don't know why he left Vanderbilt. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. Fine, they'll find somebody else. It'll be okay.
3: Oh, I don't know. The little engine that could might. Chug-a-lug-a, chug-a-lug-a. It might have something going on with the carburetor. Might have an issue here. So. What's well, going to when the scholarships get Yeah. Changed. It's going to have a
2: big, big going, carburetor issue.
3: Big time change. Some some rods are going to be thrown somewhere. Yeah. That's the part of this that probably only one more season like this, and then there are going to be some superpowers that emerge. One of them probably here.
2: Ole Miss State, LSU, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M.
3: Those would be the first six on my mind in some order. Tennessee's interesting if they buy in all the way on this Fatello thing, but they don't have the facilities there to do what the others can do. Yeah, if
2: anything else gets even, they can't win that. South
3: Carolina, although it feels – they
2: can figure it out. feels like something's
3: wrong there. No, the six you just named would be the six that I'd go, yeah, those six. Superpowers. Because
2: Oklahoma is going to get swallowed up by the league a
3: little bit for a minute in baseball. For sure. The no, fan support's too bad. It's Ole Miss State, LSU, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M. will be studs. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, dear God, how good they'd be compared to everybody else. Yeah, you just thought there was a lack of parity. It's where if I'm those six schools, I'm like, hey, we got to get rid of this division thing. Oh, we just need to go one through sixteen. we can't all play each other. We either. don't need to be playing each other every year.
2: Somebody's got to finish too, six.
3: Too many L's. Yeah. Oh, because they're all. No, I mean God. <laughs> if all of those, if all of those schools suddenly have twenty-five scholarships to work with, and and they'll have NIL money, yeah, and all the stuff that they have, I mean. Look, now that it's over you can say this. Go to go to Ole Miss, go look at their facilities. Go to Arkansas, go look at their facilities. I don't mean just the stadium. I mean the other stuff.
2: Player amenities, State. the whole deal.
3: Yeah, and LSU's going to st- clearly investing in it. Um I think A&M's doing a big investment in it. All that stuff, those those programs will be head and shoulders above everyone else. Dude, it won't be close.
2: No, miss about to put twenty million more in it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that may not get backburnered anymore after after this. Right, that may get moved
3: up. I mean, it. It cer- won't
2: shock me if the tent's not in right field next
3: year. I mean, it certainly sounds to me that like LSU's investing in practice facility stuff, like pronto.
2: Crying so got a good point. He goes, "This is why Butch will leave Auburn. He's been two out of three years to Omaha, but still not mentioned. It's not his fault. He did a hell of a coaching job this year."
3: He does a hell of a coaching job every year. They just
2: – they don't have the resources.
3: Well, not with the schools we they just – They don't care. Not enough. against the schools that we just mentioned.
2: Auburn's not about to go put $80 in their baseball program. No. I don't think there are any plans for Plainsman Park. If there are, I don't know. That. I, I know haven't heard of them.
3: Yeah. No, I mean this, I think it's the six schools we just named would be the ones that you'd –
2: Florida is interesting, Stephen, because they get tons of talent. They've built a brand new park. They certainly can be in that conversation, but they've got to figure out what they're doing with, o- with O'Sullivan. I just talked to a bunch of people around Omaha all week, and yeah. the overwhelming consensus is that he will not be the Florida head coach in two or three seasons. So I think we've got to kind of see what it looks like after Sully. So, what are really- they waiting on? I don't know. Dateline NBC. <laughs> What's that guy who does has the voice. (laughs) Next, after the – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Austin, eternal question. Georgia not good at baseball was one of the dumber things in the history of the planet. There's
3: literally no reason why Georgia should not be good at baseball. But Georgia's not invested like the other schools we just mentioned.
2: No, they have – Ole Miss and Georgia had literally, literally, by the plans, the same stadium in 1989. Foley Field and Swayze are the same structure. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have not done anything near what Ole Miss has done to renovate the place yeah. and create facilities. Um, Daniel, the thing in right field, they're eventually doing a permanent structure that is that club level out there and going to be this brick, nice-looking. Yeah. You can yeah. find the
3: the designs online. It looks good. Kind of similar to what state and Arkansas have. Is that right?
2: Kinda, yeah, the... The tent set up was a way to allow fans to go ahead and kind of claim their spots. And then two, and to Keith's credit, this is correct. It, it didn't look as bad as everybody said it looked. It looked fine. It, it was, was fine. Okay. And if you, get, if you have more people wanting to get in your stadium and pay the money to get in, you let them in. You figure it out. Of course. So they figured it out. And what those people are doing is waiting on the completed structure, and then that's where they're going to sit and have their tickets, and yeah. that's where they're going to be moving forward. So... Yeah, no, it, it was fine. It's it's that that's not a problem. And I see now when you win, nobody's talking about tents in right field. No, nope, amazing. It's, isn't it's, it's, it? Yeah, it's all right. We're it's, it's it's cool. And they're gonna sell. They're gonna sell a ton of season tickets next season. You think? Whatever the number is, done. Yeah. Basketball tickets on sale. By the way, I saw that go out yesterday. Um right, I'm, not, are, I'm not
3: taking that bait. Those
2: are for sale.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. It's always Neil's the jerk. Chase is the nice guy. Chase goes, watch this. I'm gonna throw some poison bait out. Watch this. We'll put him on the spot right here. Suddenly, he has no English. I don't know. It'll be Neil's the jerk that wouldn't answer the question. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: All right, Northeast Spark, NESP. I, mean, I can hear, I can hear two the text. Right? What,
3: what did Neil say about basketball today? Nothing. He said nothing. Literally, not a word. He didn't say anything. Uh, Ignite 100 bps
2: or the Blaze, the one gig, the powers, the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. NESpark.com, 662 238 3159 Phone service, pro controls, network security, and much more. Call the office for details. Again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's six six two two three eight three one
3: i will get back to the mailbag next wednesday not doing one this week but we'll start back next wednesday they're brought to you by whitney mcnutt of tommy morgan incorporated realtors serving you for all of your real estate needs in oxford and tupelo sells condos land commercial and residential family homes uh very appreciative of whitney and all of her support over the years sponsoring the mailbag 662-567-2573 662 842 We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Um, Their goal is to get to know you, get to know uh, your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move, and help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. Uh, 662-832-5138. Or service specialist, LTD.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. I mentioned the Peyton Chatney Show. It's up. It's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I 55 North in Jackson or com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Chase mentioned Corinth Dental earlier, their help with uh, our coverage of College World Series. Uh, every day, the people at Corinth Dental help people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way To improve your smile, so call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Uh, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., they also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we'll brought to you about Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall up upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions, horseback riding offerings from uh, Susan Walt. Also, Bowers Cone, they've got really high aspirations for the future. So get in touch with them. They've become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. So for questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers at BowersCone1 at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: I said it in the opening, but Parade 515 on Wednesday that will start in the Midtown Shopping Center by Snack Bar and Jinsei and stuff over there, and then it will move down North Lamar back toward the square. It will do a complete turn around the courthouse in the middle of the square, and then it will move to University Avenue where it will finish on campus at the Lyceum. Then at that point they will unload the uh, what I'm assuming are double decker buses or whatever they're doing. I don't know what they're doing for the parade. Um, and then the players I assume will walk to the stadium because that will give people time to see the parade and then get to the stadium themselves prior to the uh, the ceremony, which is scheduled for a six o'clock start. And then I don't know what I was involved there, but six o'clock for uh for that. So that is the plan on Wednesday um, for the celebration and then mike has got to get to carry north carolina because he is already missing some things with team usa baseball he files Um, wednesday night right i think it's wednesday night or really early thursday morning they had to kind of do some logistics even before they had won they had to kind of set up hey no matter if they win sunday or monday we get we need to do this on wednesday to get him kind of out of here so that is the uh that is the goal to get mike to carry um jacob gonzalez and hunter elliott will go with him 'Cause they are both Gonzalez is on Team USA, I think, and then Hunter is a candidate for Team USA. I like his chances. Yeah, I got a hunch Mike's probably not cutting his ace for next season on the team. Um and then again, his assistant coaches Cliff Godwin, Kirk Sarloose, and Josh Holiday of Oklahoma oh. State are the uh the three assistants for uh for team USA. Then they go to the Netherlands. Um, after the seven, uh, seven and kind of they call it Stars and Stripes Weekend over Fourth of July. They play a bunch of inter squad games where you have the top fifty college players in the country playing each other, mm. and then uh, they are heading, They will pick a final roster and then head to the Netherlands to play people. A bunch know. of <laughs> countries. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked. It's a little bit of an abbreviated schedule. I don't know if it's still coming out of COVID. They're not back to what they used to do, but I know they're over there and they're doing whatever. I think he said he's gone three and a half weeks total, something no. like that. Yeah, it's basically all of the month. And I don't think much of anybody's in town because Life and Clem are going recruiting. Um, I know they're in Atlanta for most of July. so Baseball camp's not happening as scheduled this season because of the College World Series and different things. They had to move some things around. be all right. And every team does that. I did see one message board post going, can you believe they schedule camps during – it's like every team in the country schedules camps during the College World Series and then moves them if they're in Omaha. That's just the way that works.
3: Not everybody gets to go. Calm As down. you're aware.
2: Calm down. <laughs> they take eight. Uh, so, anyway, we've got a few minutes. We promised it. Jaden Rashada commits to Miami. Um, we have been aware of Jaden Rashada and potential NIL situations for quite a while now. But Jaden Rashada would like to set the record straight and let <laughs> you know that there is no NIL situation relevant to his commitment to the University of Miami. He is... He's all in with the U. He's a lifelong hurricane, and he just loves the South Beach, Coral Gables area as they head into uh, to, into recruiting this fall.
3: You know, I told this story back in April. It led to a couple of friends on the message board getting a little worked up because I don't think they were paying attention at the time. Now that it's happened, like Ryan Brown called me yesterday and was like, you were all over this back in April. There were signs that this was coming. Something like this, an NIL sort of circus with this kid. Okay. Okay. The first sign of it. So I'll, I'll go back and I told this story on G Pits. So I'll tell it here, and if you're listening to both, I'm sorry for the repetition. Thank you, by the way. What?
4: If Listen you're listening to both. To both oh
3: yeah, yeah, go sure, ahead. yeah. Um. In the middle of April, I was at an Ole Miss football practice and I was talking to people and it became very clear that at that point they knew a couple of things. I think at that point, Arch Manning and Ole Miss had already wished each other well and parted ways. And I think Jaden Rashada had become priority one at quarterback. And they knew that they had a little bit of an issue because Marcel Reed wanted to commit also. Right. Okay? Yep. Well, on this particular week... It was right before Jaden Rashada was scheduled to take an official visit to Arkansas. And Ole Miss was pretty interested in how that visit went because he was coming to Ole Miss the next weekend, okay? Yep. So I was paying attention to Jaden Rashada's official visit to Arkansas because of its implications to the beat that I cover. Yep. And during his official visit to Fayetteville, he was up there for, I guess, their spring game. And he took a photo with a couple of other prospects, one of whom was committed to Arkansas. They might both have been committed to Arkansas. I don't remember, but they're all wearing Arkansas stuff. And one of the kids who was committed to Arkansas What's did the tweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, help, we to got to get Jaden Rashada sure. t- to Fayetteville or to the Hogs or whatever.
2: Yeah, whatever he said. I'll whatever.
3: Say. Sure. And Jaden Rashada quote tweeted the tweet. With let's talk business, he did. Well, it's my understanding that as that weekend went along, they did talk business, and when they did, within 24 hours, Arkansas had another kid. I think his name is Singleton in Georgia as a quarterback, right. yeah. who Gus Malzahn and UCF were pushing really hard, mm-hmm. and Arkansas decided let's take the burden in the hand. Let's get let's get the guy now that we can get because we we can't play in those waters. And so they committed the Singleton kid within 24 hours of Rashada leaving Fayetteville. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I started hearing the number and the number was $6 million. Okay. That was the number. And I remember on Grove bowl day, I wrote a column because I got you to publish it. That to me, the most interesting thing about Grove bowl Saturday was not Jackson Dart or Luke Altmeyer or how the defense looks or all that stuff in a watered-down spring game. The most interesting thing to me was how was Ole Miss going to handle a priority quarterback that they really like who has got a really big NIL price? And there were people around it that were like, well, he didn't really give a number. But I started hearing kind of the money ball thing again, and I'm like, so... You're not ready to swim in those waters either. And for the record, I'm not being critical of Ole Miss for not swimming in those waters. Sure. I'm just saying here's what the market is. Sure. And Jaden Rashada leaves Oxford, and within a day, Marcel Reed commits to Ole Miss. This was the weekend that Rashada took the picture holding Juice the puppy in, in front of the, the, the car and all that stuff with Kiffin. Well, Reed kind of took the same picture too. And Reed commits within a day. Remember, I had jury duty and stuff. And since then, Rashad's stock has risen, as has his price. And now we have this story about the Miami deal and whether they have a deal or not. And Florida supposedly offering Florida's collective supposedly offering more money, and them pushing back against that. He's represented by two people who combined are forty-one years old. Oh really. Rashada's NIL representation is a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old. I mean, this is a circus. And you know, Rashada puts out the the statement that hey, I'm, you know, it has nothing to do with NIL. And that's fine. Say what you got to say. I'm just telling you that's not accurate. NIL has been a big topic of conversation in and around I mean, around this kid for months now
2: although he does say this you read his thing look it's still full of crap but
3: semantically
2: he doesn't say he didn't get an nil deal he said he didn't make his decision relevant relative to an nil
3: deal right of course you know what i mean sure
2: i think that was written with some key words in play here Everything is true. So I've got it here. Any report regarding my commitment to the University of Miami is false unless I was interviewed directly. Uh huh. Sure. Okay. All reports of my decision involving an NIL deal is inaccurate. I would never make a life career choice for any monetary value. As I, well, why wouldn't you? As I stated in my commitment live on TV, I chose Miami because of the relationship I have with the coaches, players, and the direct and the direction the program is headed. Sure. I wish not to address the false reports again. As this is a time, I wish to celebrate my college commitment and my commitment to my current team and teammates as we look forward to our dream of winning a state championship. At this time, I request no interviews with all of Jaden Rashada. I didn't say you didn't get an I.O. No. So it did not have a basis in his decision. Okay. What's weird and about I don't it? Fault, that's what's weird about it yeah. is if you did, who cares? Right. They're not punishing anybody right now. Right. I mean, now Miami is the one team kind of under the hook a little bit. Kind of. I think it's a dumb target because they're one of the safer ones. Right? Now. He's got plausible deniability. It's multiple he's multiple schools he's paying. Doing NIL deals with kids at multiple places. FIU getting a couple of NIL deals on this. Yeah. Enough for, go. I'm just
3: helping out kids in Can Dade you, County. Well, I mean, he's promoting his businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting guys to promote Life Wallet. He is. I know. Yeah. And so when the NCAA comes down and looks at it and goes, So are you doing this as a Miami booster? No, I mean I got I got kids at FAU, at FIU. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to build an empire down here in South Florida. They might go, This kind of feels like you're kind of shady. Okay. No, all right. Well, feel what you want to feel. I'm not doing eighty deals with nothing but Miami kids. Mm-hmm.
2: So... Supposedly,
3: I've heard that they're about to do a couple of deals with UCF kids. Really? Yeah, so...
2: Is anything coming from this
3: in any way? Or is it just an interesting side note as we move forward? It's an interesting side note as we move forward. And I'm still waiting for the... Because we're brand new in this. What happens when one of these kids bust? That's what I'm waiting to see. What happens when... Your multi-million dollar investment goes belly up. What happens? How does but these this work? contracts
2: can have in them that you have to have a certain standard of play to get paid? Right? This no. isn't like a
3: scholarship. No, they can't. Nil can have nothing that correlates your pay performance. Play. Even though, let's be real, this is all. Yeah, I'm almost to the point where I'm tired of talking about it. Like nil, I'm. I'm I feel like it's disingenuous intellectually. It's semi-legal pay for play. I just want to call it illegal pay for play. Because the NCAA has never allowed pay for play. No. Yeah. yeah, by the book, it's all illegal. Of course. Even now,
2: Every, it's not all, legal. Everybody all keeps it trying to act like. It. All that's my. It. It's, it's my my point for six months. We keep having two separate conversations. The coaches keep talking about this, and it's like that's not what you're doing though. Nil so stop is acting
3: like that. Nil is what I did with Peyton. Yeah. I mean, that was nil. Yeah. Troy Brown. Yeah. I'm, I'm taping with Troy Brown and Mason, Mason Brooks, Brooks today, and they're both getting paid for their name, image, and likeness. They're representing uh, products. Troy's representing Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, and Mason's representing the Rogue. Yes, those businesses are using their name; th- th- those athletes' name, image, and likeness to promote their business. Correct, and I'm just a go-between. Obviously, we we hope that it leads to a lot of downloads on our site. and We hope that it gives exposure. Sure, everybody's to our got site. a quid
2: pro quo interest. Yeah, in everybody's
3: it. got. I'm, I'm not doing it for the. You know, I mean, I, I'm getting something out of it too. Yeah, sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Right. But a kid going to the University of X and just getting seven million dollars and not really doing anything. Yes, just pay for play. It's a salary, and a lot of people think they should get a salary. I'm I'm whatever, but I'm tired of calling it nil if there's no services exchanged other than, Hey, I'm a really good football player. That's not technically allowed as part of NIL. No. At all, actually. So any, yeah. Now that's a, that's an inducement as a recruiting inducement. And that's not allowed still. And that's where I'm about to the point where I'm going to call it name, image likeness. I mean, is there anything that Jaden Rashada could do for Life Wallet that would be worth nine point five million dollars? Well, maybe you know, maybe there is. But I'd love not. to see what the hell that looks like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: Avalanche won the NHL. We are officially in the doldrums at this point. Um, yeah, everything's done for a bit. Unless you're into Wimbledon some other things
3: like that. Yeah, NBA free agency starts at the end of the week. There's not a lot. There is. There are these rumblings about Kyrie Irving, and now there are these rumblings about Kevin Durant that are starting to get interesting, frankly. Yeah.
2: We have a whole week to talk? Yeah. No, we don't, actually. What's our plan? Nothing tomorrow. Nothing tomorrow. We'll figure Thursday out. Probably do something Thursday um and we'll just kind of see i got a couple things i'll try to get done for henry's guys we're not promising anything but i'm working on okay. getting a show so we'll okay. see what that
1: looks like
3: uh we won't do a show on the fourth and then we'll come back on the fifth and we both have some july plans yeah so so, so we'll just july will be a little hit and miss but we have some I, i'm working on some stuff for when chase is out and we'll figure it out
2: We'll get you that Spotify link. I know it's very important. I've already emailed somebody. We'll get that done as soon as possible. let you know everywhere that's there and then uh, proceed from there. So thanks for today. We will uh, talk to you again soon. Um, ContentRebelGrove.com, some other podcasts, different things. Rippy has one up this morning. So uh, take advantage of those. We'll talk to you again.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?